0: Hey, this is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way, get out the way. Welcome, everybody, to episode 50 of Off Topic. 50 episodes, Liam. We hit 50 episodes. How do you feel? Honestly, I never
1: thought we'd make it this far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) good, I mean, uh, claps all around for us. Um, Unfortunately, we are missing one of our co-hosts today. Nick G is not with us for this 50th episode as he is taking a... Much-needed vacation in Phoenix, Arizona for all the hard work that he does throughout the days and weeks of summer. I mean, so,
1: I mean, the job at Frank's has to be taking a toll on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. A um, lot of news this week, so let's get right into it. Let's start with some NBA news. Um, NBA draft was this week. And on draft day, biggest trade of the day was Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harrell. So LeBron has formed another super team. Shocker. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um okay, so I'm gonna tell you my original thoughts because I read a report today that may change this trade. Uh but my original thoughts on this was I don't really understand this from a Lakers standpoint. Um Why would you have Russell Westbrook and LeBron James be on the same team? Like, basically the same player in my eyes. Like, Russell Westbrook is a lesser LeBron James. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have much floor spacing. You're trading away depth, which, I mean, at this point, I'm not really that, like, against that. Just because, like, if you want to be good, you have to put five good players out on the floor. Mm -hmm. But Russell Westbrook makes no sense to me on this team. Like, I, did they get better? Maybe, but I can't see them jumping astronomically in the title contenders with this trade.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Russell Westbrook's a great player. Um, and I'm never really, I've never been a Russ hater. Um, but I've, you know, I've said in the past that Russell Westbrook has done literally everything to do in the NBA, except for win. And now it's like if he does win, it's almost like you don't want to count it because it's just it's just so stupid these super teams. And and like you said, I don't know how much better this makes the Lakers. Like I think Russell Westbrook's a great player, but LeBron James is the best three point shooter on the team now, and he's a bad three point shooter. And like we, if we've learned anything from the past five years in the NBA, you have to be able to shoot the ball. At least some players on a team have to be. As a team, you have to be able to shoot the ball to win games. And Russell Westbrook cannot do that. And they traded away KCP, who was one of the better, probably the second best or best three-point shooter on the team. And, you know, all the reports that were between, like, Buddy Heald and Russell Westbrook, I don't think it's crazy to say Buddy Heald would have been a better fit for the Lakers.
1: Not at all. Buddy, Buddy Heald would have been the best possible scenario for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Buddy Heald's great, and he's a fantastic shooter. He would space yeah. that floor so well.
1: Yeah, especially with you have AD down the block already. You know how clogged that lane's gonna be with AD, Russ, and Braun? Like, I just, I don't understand it. Putting the pieces together, and like this may backfire on us, but like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. why, why would you put three non-floor spacers together in the same offense? in the NBA, when you need floor spacing to win.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm right with you. What did you read today that might so change your mind?
1: The, it wouldn't have changed my mind on the Lakers' end. Uh, it was just something to do with the Wizards. I forget who they were going to get, but they were going to get somebody traded to them, which meant that one of Kuzma, KCP or Montrezl Harrell would have to be rerouted through the salary cap reasons. I'll try to bring it up because it was actually a pretty good player. I was like, okay, well, that might help him.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, during the midst, while you looked that up during the midst of all of this, um, a lot of stuff came out about Bradley Beal saying he demanded a trade. And then shortly thereafter, Bradley Beal himself came out and said, he has no desire to leave Washington right now. So, um, which, it looks like Beal will be staying. And yeah, well, is that
1: like kind of shocking to you that Beal has no desire to leave Washington? Like
0: I mean, they eh, I don't know, because they started obviously they started the year as the worst team in the NBA, but they finished the year really strong. And I fucking pick them to beat the damn Sixers in, as the eight seed and the one seed. Like, I think, I thought they were a good team at the end of the year. So, I mean, look, say I don't, Montrose Harrell's is a good player. Kyle Kuzma gets a lot of hate, but I think it's just because he's on the Lakers. I don't think he's that bad. KCP is horrible. He has always been horrible. My friend used to be a Lakers fan and we ever used to watch games. I would just laugh at how bad KCP is. So fuck that guy. But like, I think this, I think the Wizards like got a good haul back for Russell Westbrook.
1: And I just found it. So there are rumors going around that the trade may be extended to the Nets in which Spencer Dinwiddie would be involved in a sign and trade to the Wizards.
0: See, I think like Spencer did what he's good. Obviously he was hurt this year. Um, But like, yeah, I, so if. I'm sure Bradley Beal knows kind of what's going on. So maybe he knows what their plans are and he's going to stick with them, which I fucking respect the hell out of like good for Bradley Beal. If he's going to stay there. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, good for him. Like it's loyalty. Definitely. Especially with the wizards. Like it's one thing to say like Dame and Giannis are loyal, but like the Portland and Milwaukee have been like pretty good. If not the best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past couple of years, Washington's been nowhere but the seller.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: It, like I would argue that being like every year being between that, like seven and 10 seed in the, in your conference is worse than being one of the worst teams. Cause you always have that glimmer of hope in playoffs, but like, you know, you're never going to go far
0: and you don't, and then you never get a lottery pick out of it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of so, like
0: stuck in no man's land. You either want to yeah, be so, really good or really bad almost.
1: Yeah. So, I definitely respect the hell out of Bradley Beal. But, I mean, if it were me, I would want to win. So, I, I don't know if he knows anything about what Washington's going on, like what their front office is doing. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, And then after that, the NBA draft happened. Um, kind of everything went as planned. I mean, Cade Cunningham went number one. I, I, everything. There was no really big shocks at all. Um, so I just, we're just going to talk about our team. Oh, go ahead. But
1: there was one that people are saying that Spurs picking Josh Primo out of Alabama with like the 12th pick when he, he was expected to go like late first, early second. And the Spurs like took him, and everybody was kind of questioning why.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have any thoughts about that, but that, yeah. that's true. He was, he did go higher than expected. Yeah, um, other than
1: that no shots
0: yeah so the Milwaukee Bucks had the 31st pick which I liked um, because I thought there's gonna be a lot of good players left they traded out of that for four future second round picks which I at the time I was like damn and especially once they got to the 31st pick there was four or five players left there that I Would have really liked, I really would have liked Miles McBride, Sumu, Sharif Cooper, or uh Jason Preston were the four guys that I would have wanted. Um that that it didn't happen, and Iota sumu went home to the bulls. And I know Nick was excited about that. So shout out to Nick. Uh, if he if he listens, that he got his guy, Io goes back to Chicago, where he's kind of spent his whole life almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for the Bulls. I think. I think is a decent player. I think he'll be he'll be good. Uh, I think he'll
1: be good too. Yeah. I I think he'll be a good like backup role.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he'll be the backup to Kobe White this year. Or well, maybe Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's picking up a lot of traction lately. Lonzo ball to the bulls. Sounds like it's it sounds happen. like it may happen. Uh, which I think would be good for the Bulls. I'm a big Lonzo guy, you guys know. Um, did you
1: I'm sorry, this is a little bit sidetracked, but did you realize that? free agency starts tomorrow yeah like i didn't realize it was this close like i'm so excited now
0: i know things things could start getting a little crazy usually you know because the draft usually happens at the beginning of june yeah so it's it came up fast um bucks traded away those picks and they got they acquired the was it 54th and 60th yeah pick of the draft um they drafted two guys, one guy i knew i can't pronounce either their names i knew the guy from seton hall just because I'm a Marquette fan, so I've watched a lot of Big East games, and then some Greek guy in the sixth for with the Mister Irrelevant pick.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just gonna call him Mamu. The like, yeah, I can yep, see Mamu. Him.
0: I don't know his. Uh, yeah, what Sandro is his first name?
1: Yeah, it's some like I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it because I'm gonna butcher it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't hate the pick, but it's not like a wow. He's gonna be something. But I would say he is a body for like for Brook Lopez to mentor. And if he turns out well, like he can hit the three, he can pass it. Like he seems like a lesser version of Sabonis in my eyes.
0: Yeah. Like I was going to say, like, I, I, you can see a lot of Brook in him. Mm-hmm. Like he has flashes of athleticism. He can shoot the three ball. He's a big body. Uh, probably not as good as a defender as Brook, I would guess. Yeah. But, no. Um, like, yeah, I'm with you. I don't hate the pick. I don't love it, but I have I will never uh, not trust what John Horace does. So if he likes him, then I'm all in. Yeah,
1: and then the Greek guy, never heard of him before. Um,
0: Me neither. I thought for sure that pick was going to be Alex Sanadokounmpo.
1: I would not have been shocked.
0: Yeah. Like, um, like, it was not,
1: but. It was not, yeah, sadly.
0: Um, more Bucks news. Uh, Bobby Portis declined his player option, which was expected, but the Bucks are still the front runners to re-sign him, uh, just for more money, which is we, awesome news.
1: And we texted about this today. Like the Bucks could realistically sign so- re-sign Bobby, re-sign PJ, and they could sign Sweet Lou away from Atlanta. Like mm-hmm. that yep. would arguably be a upgrade because you'd be losing Brent. Forbes because he may go to the Nets, uh, but you'd be gaining sweet Lou and that's an upgrade in my eyes. So,
0: yeah. and, And I'll, I'll tell you what, let's say we don't get Lou Williams. I, I'm, I'm, I feel really good about Jordan war going into next year. I mean, he is balling out at the Olympics right now. He had a great season. We looked up his per 36, a couple weeks ago. He's a good player. Like, Bryn Forbes couldn't defend. So it's not like Jordan Wara would be like a, a decline from Bryn because of defense or something. So, like, I, look, I would love Lou Williams. But let's say we lose Jeff Teague, too, and we can have Jordan Wara step into those roles and get 10, 15 minutes a game. I would love that. I would absolutely love that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, we got Jeff Teague at the buyout
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, uh, deadline. but So you have to assume, like, there's going to be good names on the market when the buyout yeah. comes. So you have to leave a roster spot or two open for that.
0: Yeah, I feel really good about I think if we get Lou Williams, re-sign PJ and Bobby, I think that we definitely improve because I don't think there's any doubt that Lou Williams is better than Brent Forbes, obviously. Brent Forbes is yeah. a lot younger, but other than that, like <laughs> every facet of the game. I mean, when Trey Young got hurt, Lou Williams stepped up and played well against us. So you know I'd love to see Lou Williams in a Bucks jersey. It's like yeah, he's like an 8-time 6-man of the year.
1: Yeah, the one concern I have is just that Dante, they don't know when he's coming back or when his timeline is, so he miss he may miss some of the beginning of the season. Um so you probably want to sign another guard, but as we've seen if they re-sign PJ, you can always throw PJ into the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, and I think now is the time to give Dante an extension when he's he's hurt coming off an, a big injury where other teams might not want to pay him. I think Dante's a great player. So I he's, think you take advantage of that now. You extend him right away and lock him up, like lock him up with, for the next three or four years with Giannis, Chris, and Drew because I know he didn't play in the playoffs and we still won the finals. He was a big piece of our team though all year. Great defender, good offensive spark, hustle player. Like I, I love, I love him. Yeah, he's that
1: glue guy every team needs. Mm-hmm. So I would say if the Bucks want to extend him sometime during the year, now is the time because he's probably only going to cost between eight and ten million dollars. So you're looking at like a four-year, forty million dollars, which may sound like a lot, but in the terms of the end of like an NBA contract, it's not really that much mm-hmm. because if he plays well, he could get up to like fifteen million dollars a year at the end of the year. So right. I mean, if I were the Bucs, I'd take that risk right now.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited for the Bucs offseason. I'm excited for the NBA offseason. Um, today, two big new big pieces of news CP3 and Kawhi Leonard both decline their options. What what do you think? Do you think they're both going to stay where they're at?
1: Um, yeah. I, so do I. Th- this wasn't really big news to me. Um, I think we always knew CP3 was going to decline and search for like a three or four-year deal. Um, I think he'll stay in Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix would give up that much. To let the leave. only
0: place I could have seen him going was the Lakers, but now they got Russell Westbrook. That's out. So I think CP3 has no choice but to stay in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, and you really don't hear anything. Like there are point guard needy teams, like the Heat, but they've been linked to Kyle Lowry instead. Um, but other than that, like I can't see CP3 going anywhere else. So Kawhi is a different story. I can see him. I think he's going to stay with the Clippers, but I'm honestly mm-hmm. not sure. I do think that um, Dallas could be in play. I think that would be, like, the second favorite behind the Clippers. And then if you wanted to get fancy, you could say Miami because they have the cap space, but I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I think both these guys are going to stay put. I mean, if you're CP3, why would you – and the Lakers are off the table, why would you want to go anywhere else? Like, you just made the finals. You have a fantastic young core. I mean, be the leader of that team. And him and Monty have a great relationship, so – I think it makes perfect sense for CB3 to say, and I would I expect Kawhi Leonard to stay as well.
1: Yeah. The only thing about Kawhi is that he's he has a torn ACL. So like you don't really know how that injury will affect his contract status. So he must have known that he was going to get more on the open market than 36 million dollars.
0: So. True. Yeah. All right. That's about all we got for NBA news. Next up, uh, this seems like a while ago, but the NFL news this week, we had Aaron Rodgers reported to camp and he had a very open and honest press conference where he kind of just lit up the organization. Um, And I would like to make a statement, Liam. Okay. Everybody get ready to clip this, get out your cameras, write the headlines. Ian talk. I'm admitting, I think I was hundred percent wrong about Aaron Rodgers and it takes a big man to say that, but I'm doing it. It does. Um I mean the press conference was just like it's just hard to it's hard to not respect what he did. Um you know, if he comes out and he says if he's that open and honest and he's naming specific players and about the way they were treated like he must be pretty confident and know he's right in what he's saying. And um you know, I think I just sometimes I just sometimes it just it's just annoying. Like I I still I still believe he's a diva and has a big ego. And that's fine because a lot of athletes do, but I just, I let that part of him get the best of my thoughts about this whole thing. And I definitely think that I was wrong. Um, And I think that the organization is going to make a lot of changes going forward because they really looked bad after this, like really bad.
1: Yeah. Um, he went out named specific players. Most of them were like pretty good names too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you saw, but Micah Hyde came out and like basically disagreed agreed with him. I did on see everything. That. So if you're the Packers organization, this is a really, really bad look. Just because, like, you don't know when you're going to get another talent like him, and so of treat like him and his teammates that were. He's naming teammates at, like, an all-pro level, too. Like, these were all guys named to all-pro teams mm-hmm. whether during the course of the careers, during the course of their Green Bay Packers careers. Like, you just can't treat your best players like that. Um, and I don't know. It's weird to say, like, I'm not, honestly, I'm not really surprised by it just because of how poorly they treated Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Burr far on his way out the Packers organization treated him like absolute shit right um, and they're they're very lucky they had Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings um this past couple months they've treated Aaron Rodgers like complete shit um they don't really know what they have to have Jordan Love either so
0: yeah um i just like you know he just the the way he, the press conference went he just Seemed like he was just like really like down to earth about the whole thing. Like he's like, look, I was, just, I'm just asking for some say and free agency and that's literally it. It seems like that's all he wanted. You know, it's not about the money. I still think he's upset about the Jordan love pick, but you know, all Packer fans were, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I I think I was wrong and I, I hate, I hate being wrong, but I think I was, <laughs> and I'm, I'm on. I don't want to say I'm on Roger's side, but I definitely see where he's coming from. And this is the last dance for the Packers. Like, and it seems like every player there knows that. And so I really hope they just go out and win a fucking Super Bowl this year. That'd be really cool. Unless the Jags make the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. I cannot wait for the thirty for thirty on the Packers organization to come out here like ten years.
0: That would be. That would be. That would be something.
1: Um, before we move on from this, Randall Cobb traded back to the Packers. Love to mm-hmm. see him back. He, he may not be as good as he once was, but just love to see him back in the green and gold.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, that 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 brings me to a good point. I'm not going to go on to Deshaun Watson rant this week, but I am going to point out have you seen this stuff coming out of training camp that he's playing safety and he's listed as QB4? Like, what is yeah. going on in Houston? I,
1: I believe that they, Think that the NFL will not let Deshaun Watson play. Like I think the NFL may be starting to like look at it and starting to come down with something. It's either that or we have the contract status dispute still. So my guess is Deshaun Watson has played his last out in a Texans uniform.
0: And- yeah. So obviously he reported to camp because he didn't want to get fined. So do you think he showed up and said, "I'm not going to play for you guys"? I'll go out there and fuck around and play in the secondary, and not play quarterback just like to get some reps and some cardio in. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is odd though. Take take out all the uh, criminal charges. It's just weird for this all to be happening. Like, no matter who it would have been.
1: I mean, just put it in the eyes of like the Packers. Let's say Aaron Rodgers reported to camp. Said, yeah. You know what? I'm going to play safety during training camp. You cannot yeah. put me as your quarterback.
0: Yeah, uh just weird. I the Texans are an absolute train wreck. I Randall Cobb commented about that saying that uh it was like prison. <laughs> so not not a great look for the Texans organization, but I mean they the Texans organization is just going having a bad couple months. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they are. They are, they are down bad for sure. All right. Um, Lots of MLB news this week. Uh, Trade deadline was a couple days ago. Um, Our brewers got all-star Eduardo Escobar, which was awesome. And he had a home run in his first game with the brewers the other night. Uh, The brewers are now, I believe 21 games over 500. So um, last week, you know, Nick said, he thinks they're going to have that collapse. Even if they do, they will make the playoffs because they have yeah. such a massive lead. I also don't think they're going to. I think the Brewers might be really, really good.
1: I think so, too. But I'm also reserving my damn cat just keeps running all over the place. <laughs> um, I, I think the Brewers are really good, too. But I also have my reservations as a Wisconsin sports fan. So I have yeah, look, seen I this. I don't
0: expect them to make the World Series, but. I think they can compete with anybody in the national league right now.
1: Yeah. I, I don't expect them to make the world series after what happened in the trade deadline down in Los Angeles. Yeah. We'll uh, get to that. Yeah. But they have definitely put together a very, very good team. And I think it, I don't think it's crazy to say that like, if they don't make the NLCS, like you can consider the season a loss cause.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I have a, I have a lot of trust in Craig Council. He's done nothing but show us that he's a good manager. Um, Brewers may have probably, well, maybe not anymore, but before the deadline, maybe had the best one, two, three punch in baseball in pitching. Um, Devin Williams is coming back into his own. Haters, obviously, incredible. Um, the bats have woken up lately. They're scoring like nine runs a game in the last like two weeks Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm excited for brewers baseball uh i wish the season wasn't so long because i'm ready for the playoffs to start um so let's just talk about la they get max scherzer and trey turner from the washington nationals uh two super teams were created in la this week so yeah good for the city of los angeles uh i mean it's it baseball is one of the baseball's probably the easiest sport to create a super team because it's so individual, you know, like, you know, we were talking about the Lakers like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James might not be able to play together in baseball. It doesn't matter if you all hate each other or, but cause it's you're the only one at the plate and you're the only one at your spot in the field. Like you don't have to really work together that much.
1: Yeah. And baseball, there's no salary cap either.
0: Like, yeah. is probably a big problem that they should like, fix.
1: Like the Lakers right now, they're devoting 120 million dollars to Russ, AD, and LeBron, which is already 10 million over the salary cap, by mm-hmm. the way. But they they're, they're going to go into luxury tax no matter what. Baseball, there's no salary cap. Like the Los Angeles Dodgers could presumably spend one billion dollars on their starting lineup, and as long as the owners are willing to pay for it, like they're all good.
0: Yeah, it is interesting that they're the only sport that uh, doesn't have a salary cap because that's, like, extremely unfair.
1: That is extremely unfair. Like, if you were to take the entire payroll of the Milwaukee Brewers, I bet you that you could take four or five players from the Los Angeles Dodgers and their payroll would outdo the Brewers' entire payroll.
0: I mean, I saw a stat. I don't know what the exact stat was, but it was something – something kind of like Scherzer and Turner are being paid more than like or like a couple players in the Dodgers are being paid more than some organizations pay their entire teams combined something like that like and that just shouldn't happen like no, you know it, super teams are part of sports and it happens but in baseball it's so easy to create a super team if you have owners who are rich that it's just it's not fair
1: yeah it it really puts the small markets at a very, very big disadvantage. Right, like Pittsburgh will never win a World Series again if they don't win uh, at all. The
0: Pirates maybe shouldn't be in the MLB, dude. I mean, yeah, they, I I don't feel bad for Pittsburgh because I don't care, but I mean, man, I just feel like every game that they play, I you know, I don't watch Pittsburgh, but when they play the Brewers, I do. I mean, the Brewers beat them like 10-0 every single game. So I have to imagine that happens every time Pittsburgh plays anybody. I mean, they're just a pathetic franchise.
1: Yeah, I will say they're very good at developing young pitchers. I mean, let's not forget they drafted Garrett Cole. That's Yeah. They, you know, they just good, trade good away. Their at
0: least they get something. and then They yeah. just trade them away. Um, speaking of trading away. It was a sad day on the nor- in the north side of Chicago this last week as they traded away just about their whole team. I mean, they got rid of Rizzo, Javi, and Bryant, along with Craig Kimbrell and uh, Andrew Shaven or Shaysen, you- whatever it is, not a baseball fan. I'm trying to take over for Nick here, so I'm doing my best. Um, Anthony Rizzo went to the Yankees. He hit a home run in his first game. Javi Baez went to the Mets. He hit a home run in his first game. Chris Bryant went to the Giants. And today in his debut, guess what? He hit a home run in his first game. Um, I think Craig Kimbrell made his debut for the White Sox as well, and they did win. Um, I'm sure Nick is ecstatic that uh, Kimbrel is joining that bullpen with Liam Hendricks because those those I think they have the two best ERAs uh, in the bullpens this year. And now Chicago White Sox get to go into the playoffs with probably the best one, two bullpen punch in the MLB.
1: Yeah. Uh, White Sox fans, you can basically sit down and be relaxed for the eighth and ninth innings from now on. Yeah.
0: No kidding. Um, You know, it sucks for like, I don't have anything against Cubs fans as a Brewers fan. Cause I'm not a huge baseball guy and it sucks But, like, they didn't really have a choice because you either trade these guys away for prospects or you finish out the year, miss the playoffs, and then lose all these players and get nobody because they were all going to have to leave anyways. So, they didn't really have a choice. And it sucks because, you know, if I was a Cubs fan, like in 2016, after they won, they had such a young, promising team that people, like, everybody thought they were going to be the next dynasty. Um, But in true Cubs fashion, they disappointed their entire fan base and underperformed for the remaining years until now. And now they have officially began their rebuild once again. So. Yeah.
1: um, I don't follow baseball either. But
0: yeah, um, we're trying our best out here. Yeah, Um, You know, when you're bringing up all the, the Lakers stuff, it made me think the NBA needs to do something about this fucking tampering shit, dude. Like it is unbelievable yeah. that the that Woj tweets about the Bucks getting bogged on and they take him away from us and take away a pick. I mean, Woj tweets every day about the Lakers and how all these players in the Olympics are recruiting each other and all this shit. It's fucking nuts. How does tampering only exist with the Milwaukee Bucks? How I
1: want I want it to be on record that the Rust trade should be tampering because the trade hasn't even gone through.
0: Free agency I, has not started yet. So
1: yeah, and like the league year has not started. This trade will not go through until the sixth. So somebody obviously tampered here and nobody's getting punched. It makes yeah, zero like zero sense.
0: Know, it's stupid that we care because you know, I don't care. We won the NBA finals, like we got the last laugh, but it's just it's just ridiculous that literally just because they're the Lakers, they can just get away with everything. Like LeBron is the biggest tamperer in NBA history. He recruits everybody all the time and is very open about it, but the league just does not have the balls to punish LeBron James for anything. That man brought in a fucking bottle of tequila into the sun's game five. And they just let him. It's like, yeah, dude, you can't bring in alcohol to a fucking stadium. I don't care who like, you are. Like if you did that,
1: we should have brought like a bottle of pink Whitney. It's a game six.
0: Yeah, like I mean, give me one reason why I can't, other than saying you're not LeBron James. Because if he can do it, and he's just another fan, why can't I? Mm -hmm. Um, last thing in here.
1: Yeah, I put in.
0: You want to talk about Simone Biles?
1: Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this. Um, Sure, but it seems to be a very, very big like issue. Sure. Surrounding the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the biggest, just because the Summer Olympics. I don't know if you've been watching, but I don't really care about the Summer Olympics. No,
0: I really, I've watched one of the basketball games. I watched their second most recent game, uh, just because I happened to be awake at 1230 when it started. So I watched the first half, and that is literally all I've watched of the Olympics this year. I just, I don't know, I'm not a big Olympic guy, so.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, uh, I did. So I mean, everybody has. Yeah. It's It's, yeah. it's everywhere. Um, I just wanted to talk about this because it seems like people don't understand how big of an issue mental health is. And mm-hmm. as an athlete, as a gymnast, where you're doing flips and shit, like on the beam, vault, bars, and one wrong move could kill you, basically. Right. You need to be in the right headspace. So if you are not in the right headspace and you are anxious or have anxiety about something where it's so bad that you cannot focus, you don't have to, there's no reason to make fun of that athlete for backing out. Like you can be disappointed that she backed out and like wasn't there to help team USA get the gold medal in gymnastics, but there's no reason to bash her. Like I, I had somebody like ask me like when they were telling me about this and like saying, it's like, let's say Giannis said the day before game six, like that day and said, you know what? I'm really anxious. I have really bad anxiety. I cannot play tonight. And the person was like, how would you feel? Like, this is kind of a similar situation. I was like, you know what? I would feel like darn, like it sucks. Like we could have really used it, but like mental health is very important. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like all of a sudden hate the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just don't think people realize how much stress professional athletes are under, especially at the Olympic level when you are representing your country.
0: You know, and, it's also a lot different comparing basketball to gymnastics. Cause obviously gymnastics is a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Like One mistake and you could snap your neck.
1: Yeah. So I don't really understand people bashing Simone Biles for this. Like,
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. I, so for, I guess if you're comparing it to Giannis and Simone Biles, like if it was Giannis, I would be devastated because obviously I'm a huge bucks fan, but I don't care about the gymnastics or the Olympics. So Simone Biles doesn't want to compete. I don't really care to be honest. Like it, it's not going to, I'm not, Oh man, we're not going to get the gold. I wouldn't have cared if we got the gold and she was performing. Like, obviously, she's the greatest gymnast of all time. So it's like, you can't take that away from her. Um, but like everything in this country, it's so two-sided. Like everybody's either she's a she's a hero for backing out or she's the biggest villain in the world. I personally don't think she's either. I don't think it makes her like this massive hero to back out. Like she backed out because she can't compete. And that's her decision. And You have to respect that because it's her life. She can do what she wants. But I don't think she's obviously not a villain, but I don't think that makes her some like courageous superhero. I just, yeah. And- it's like, Oh, like, okay. If you don't think you can perform, then don't, because if you don't think you can, you're not going to. So yeah, I, like everything. Everything has to be so two-sided it, but it's just I- like, no, I, I don't think it really matters. Also. Most of the people who are upset, pride don't care about the gymnastics in the Olympics. It's like, or yeah. most of the people who think she's so courageous, like nobody really watches. Nobody that I know watches the Olympics. So, yeah, I don't know. Probably. I don't think she's either. I think she's a human being who can't compete right now, and that's, that's fine.
1: Yeah, and I'm not trying to make her seem like a hero or crazy. Cause I don't no, I know, crazy. I know. I like, know. Like, I feel like as a sports nation, we've gotten past the point where somebody dropping out due to mental health it should not be big news. Like, let's, like, the NBA is probably like the poster child for like, mental health and athletes. Like, Mm -hmm. just because of, like, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, like, athletes have spoken out very heavily in the NBA about, like, their mental health struggles. So, I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, so intertwined with the NBA news and all that, like, it kind of just doesn't really necessarily get a reaction out of me. But, like you said, I, I don't think, like, I think we've gotten past the point where somebody... Having a mental health issue the day of an event and saying they can't compete is big news because in reality, it's really not big news, especially Especially at the gymnastics level.
0: And it's I just I don't really get why people are so bothered because it's like she's sacrificing the gold medal for herself and her team. So if her team wants to be upset with her, that's one thing. But anybody who's not in the Olympics or a gymnast on the team. Like, I don't even know why you have an opinion either way. Like, when I saw this news, literally my reaction was, okay. (laughs) Like, I literally (laughs) couldn't have cared less. I was like, I don't care. It's like when Naomi Osaka dropped out of uh, the Wimbledon. It's like, tennis is an individual sport. It's not going to bother me if she doesn't win Wimbledon. Why why would I care? If she doesn't think she can play and she wants to take a break, then she has every right to do that. I mean... Nothing wrong with it, but again, she was also made out to be either a villain or superhero. She's neither. She's not a superhero for saying she's not going to play. She's a human being. It's like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, that's probably not a very popular opinion because so many people think are making her them out to be like these like super brave people. But, I mean, when Kevin Love did it, he wasn't made out to be like this superhuman who could is untouchable. People were just like, you know, good. I'm glad he can speak out about it. And that's what I think. Good for Simone Biles. Good for Osaka. But I mean, okay, they're sacrificing something for themselves. It doesn't affect me. So why would I care? Yeah. 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 I mean, mean, people are just so crazy. (laughs) People are just crazy. I don't really know what else to say.
1: Um, You know who is a superhero, though? Stephen G. and Khakis.
0: Well, I mean, come on. We knew this. that's like saying that's like saying the bucks are NBA champions we know yeah (laughs) we know we talk about it enough we talk about Stephen and khakis pretty often um I think that's all we got for this week um make sure you guys tune in next week we have a great episode coming next week we are going to be one we have an interview with for you guys we're going to be interviewing three players from the MHL who are about to be playing in a championship and we also have a space jam versus space jam two review coming for you guys, which will be exciting. Plus any sports news that happens. Um, don't know how much there will be because football season's just starting up, not many much news there. And then NBA is obviously over, which is our main thing. Um, I'll tell you what I am excited for, Liam. I'm excited uh start looking at these college football schedules and going through mm. Wisconsin's, Nebraska's and Northwestern's our three respective teams and given our schedule predictions. I am very excited too.
1: That's
0: good. that's I, coming up. They you know there is college football this month.
1: Yeah. Nebraska are, kicks
0: off August 28th.
1: I know we are less than 4 weeks away from
0: I can't wait. It's I can't wait football. for college football. I miss it so much, dude. I'm so ready to get my fucking heart broken into a billion pieces by Nebraska again. I cannot wait.
1: I am just excited that we are getting football on time in a normal schedule. And Kevin Warren has nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah, every everything. So I think the NBA draft was the last thing that was off schedule. From here I on out, everything... I think we're back. Like everything is on schedule from now. From here on out, so
1: yeah. Which I want to say something about that. Like LeBron was complaining last year about them not having enough time between the finals ending and training camp. The Bucks have like the same amount of time. Like I don't really like. <laughs> like yeah, well Bucks LeBron maybe... just
0: likes to whine.
1: Yeah, like the Bucks and the Suns have maybe like. 10 more days than the Lakers had last year. So.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, Lakers and Heat both did lose in the first round. So if the Bucks and Sun – tell you what, if the Bucks and Suns lose in the first round of the playoffs or miss the playoffs, I'll give a formal apology to LeBron James and say you were right.
1: Yeah. no, we won't.
0: I will because I don't think – there's no way both of those teams miss the playoffs or lose in the first round. No chance. Okay.
1: Okay, let's knock on wood here, please. I mean, I don't want any injuries to happen here.
0: Well, I, this if the Suns keep Chris Paul, they won't let us down.
1: Oh, good point.
0: Yeah. All right, that's our show, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us for 50 episodes. We hope that you're here for 50 more if we get there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that,
1: that's a big commitment. I'm not into
0: commitments. We'll just have to see how it goes. We already yeah. got it. We already got a plan for 51. So we're making good progress. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Hey, this is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption life. No, I'm talking about. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa.